You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, along with Chris to my right. My name is Ryan Chambers. Welcome to the show. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN, the only fan-led Dallas Stars podcast out there. Thank you to our sponsors, DraftKings, Sportsbook, and Raycon for being our sponsors. Use that promo code THPN the next time you use their services. Dallas Stars win by a final score of 5-2 to two tonight. The score is a, a little not exactly how close the game actually was, but who cares? I've been saying about it for weeks now, and I even made a huge point about it Monday, or maybe Saturday, that results matter. And they got the result tonight. They got the win when they needed it. Second game of the back-to-back. I mean, like, no players on their team <laughs> for Chicago. I, I kind of feel bad for him a little bit. And No. No? No. Don't okay. feel bad for him. Can I feel bad for the for some of the fans? No, the Some fans of the suck. fans there are, are good fans. Think back to, to the three cups that they won and how terrible they were. We don't feel bad for Chicago. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. The Stars won two games in a row in regulation, and they won both games of a back-to-back. Granted, this was the easiest back-to-back to win ever, but they still did it. They got the job done. And it feels like we watched the exact same three games three times. Mm-hmm. They were they played out the exact same way. Slow in the first period, great second period, good enough third period. So I don't know how you felt about this game. This felt really awkward to me. Like I, I could not believe how quiet it was in United Center. Oh, yeah. oh my crazy. goodness! It was a funeral in there. I mean, I, I, and I, I mean, loved it. I mean, it, obviously, it makes perfect sense why it's a, it's a funeral and everything. But like, holy crap! I've never heard a building that quiet before. Like, yeah, I mean, to like start seriously. A game. To start a game, it was just dead silent from the beginning. I mean, you expect it like, okay, the team got down three goals. Yeah, it'll be kind of quiet. No, from the beginning of the game, it was just silence. And like, even when they scored, there was not, I mean, there was people clapping and standing up and going, woohoo. But I mean, that was the extent of it. It was woohoo. Yeah. And there's no carry on of momentum. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look at the lineup for the Chicago Blackhawks today, I mean, Patrick Kane is gone. There's m- numerous other players that are gone. And then let's just get straight into it, Chris. Because you're really excited about this one. We're just going to start go straight into it, because why not? Max Domi it. is a Dallas star. Max Domi is a Dallas Maybe. star. No, I he's mean, a Dallas star. We've he's been a, saying that for four hours, and nothing has happened. No, he's, a, he's Announce it. He's a Dallas star. He's a Dallas star. There have been numerous insiders that have reported it. NHL Network has... Uh, retweeted yeah, something yeah. about when it nhl network does it it has to be yeah so, well, I, i'm willing to say that so we can talk about it tonight yeah mac domi's a star 
Fantastic. So in the trade, the Dallas Stars send Anton Hudobin, and they send a second-round pick to Chicago. In return, they get Max Domi, and they also get a, I don't know who he is, but by a some guy by the name of Dylan Wells. Depth so, goalie. I mean, complete. I, I mean, Jim Nell, uh, everybody. I mean, I know we... We get we got frustrated with him when we saw all these big names coming off the board and everything like that. But some of the prices these teams were paying for these players, I mean, like Toronto, holy crap. I mean, they've gotten like what seven players in the last week that are brand new to the team. I mean, that can mess with team chemistry. And the only thing the stars have done is they got Evgeny Dodonov, which he has produced already better than Dennis Garyanov ever did. Three games, three points. You can't ask much more than that. And then on top of that, he saves cap room. He gets $400,000 in cap room. Less than and, nothing. <laughs> and that $400,000 he uses to go out and get Max Domi. Oh, and let's not also mention that Anton Hudobin's contract is also off of the books at the same time. I yeah. mean, it, great job by Dream Nil. And I, I know these are not the sexy moves, the, the big grand movements, but... When you look at the previous Stanley Cup champions, most of the time, I say most of the time, they did not go out at trade deadline and do exuberant moves in order to become this amazing, crazy team. These are the exact moves that you want the number one team in the Western Conference to make. I think these were exactly perfect. There's one thing they can do before the deadline, I think and that's added defenseman. Yeah. Yep. That's the only other thing you can do. And it was extremely obvious tonight. But other than that, this is probably one of the best years Jim Nill has had since the Sagan trade. I mean, since that trade, which was obviously franchise-altering, this has got to be his best. He signs with the core of the team for the next 10 years to amazing contracts and two amazing deadline moves as well. I mean, the if you think about it, we got Dodonov. And Max Domi for a second round draft pick in three years. That is amazing value. That is unbelievable. And he moved two of our worst contracts of Dennis Gurionov, who we didn't know was the worst until kind of this point in the season. Then we figured out that's a bad contract. And a bad contract that we knew from the beginning in Anton Hudobin. Mm-hmm. So just fantastic job by Jim Nil. This is why he's been so good for us consistently. He gets flack every once in a while like a GM should, but every time he always seems to make up for it. I mean, this is a fantastic move. Very happy with the deadline moves. Like I said, the only other thing you could ask for now is a defenseman, and that doesn't. there's no way to make the cap work for that. You'd have to do some real maneuvering with the team, with the chemistry of the team like you were talking about. It wouldn't just be an addition. It would be a change, and that would be a little eh. Yeah, it would have to be money in, money in. Exactly. So, I don't know why my my why my camera's messing up here. Sorry, but uh, swap cameras. Yeah, weird. Um. Anyways, anyways. Uh, what did you do? You think that he's done? Do you think that he's done, or do you think he's got one? I don't think he's got multiple moves. I think he's got one more move to do. Yeah, you might have one more move, and the hilariously most likely move is to sign Klingberg or to trade for Klingberg again, because he's still on the table. There's not a ton of interest in him, and he would make the team better. It's just the money's not going to work. I mean, you'd have to move Roddick Foxa, who, while I don't love him, is a integral part to this team. 
and the coaching staff really likes him and you'd have to move someone else too. You'd have to move a Kivy Ranta. And I mean, that's just not going to be worth it. I don't think, I think we're happy where we're at right now. We don't sacrifice hardly anything in the long term. I, I think we're in a good spot. You don't make another move unless it's for only a defenseman and it just works perfectly. That's the only way mm-hmm. you do it. I agree. And uh great question, but there by, uh, by Brooke, do you think Jim is done? I, I, I think he might be, he might be okay. He, he's, he's, what's the word I'm thinking of? He's complacent with the moves. He's, he's satisfied. satisfied with the moves he's made, <laughs> but he's not extremely ecstatic about the moves that he's made. I, I would say I'm extremely ecstatic, <laughs> but I think he, if he could make one more, it would be for a defenseman. That would be my opinion too. So um, let's go before we talk about the game. I'd really like to get your thoughts on what the forward combos might look like with both of these guys in the lineup with uh daddy in the lineup and then also with domi in the lineup as well because uh, i mean there's some interesting combinations you could go with because the thing that seems to be the most likely i don't think you take dodonoff off that line with johnson and ben it's looked really good and and the and i mean he's produced He's helped that line produce, which is something that no other person on that line could have done. Marchment, uh, Garyanov, no offense to Deli, he's not there yet. I, I think he needs another year or two before he's maybe a little bit more uh, productive on the offensive front. I think Marchment goes down. Like, I think he gets moved down the lineup, and then that That's spot goes to Domi, at least for now, because Marchment is not producing, and it, that just seems to be the most logical thing to do. <laughs> It's either going to be him or Delandria. The problem I have with that, weirdly enough, is that Marshman on the fourth line would be a bad spot for him to play in. I mean, that's not the style of hockey he plays. He's an offensive guy who kind of has a defensive liability on him. So the other option I would say is Deli moving down to the fourth line, which still fits his play style really well. And then you have uh, Sagan, Marchment, and Domi. Uh, but I agree. Marchman hasn't shown that he can put the puck in the net yet but maybe Domi can, can figure that out too. So I, I feel like that fits a little bit easier, but I can definitely see Marchment getting knocked down just because of the lack of production. So either one of those I think are the most likely though. The most intriguing to me is still taking Marchment off that line, but instead of Sagan being in the center, why don't you put Domi in the center? And the reason why I say that is because Domi in the past, he was the on the top line for Chicago with Patrick Kane. Like that was his spot. He was the number one center. And in years past, that's where he's been most productive is in the center, not on the wing. And I I know we're not going to get, we're probably not re-signing this guy next season. I mean, I guess it depends on how he does and everything, but everything could possibly change. But I mean, (laughs) what if you had like a, a second line of Sagan, Delandria, and Domi in the center. I I think that would pre- be pretty decent. And we've even talked yeah, about it, at times that Sagan has been more effective as a winger, recently at least. Either way, I think it definitely makes sense for Domi to be the center of the second line. Like you said, he has a history of being, for some reason, substantially better at center than he is at wing, which is kind of weird for forwards <laughs> nowadays. Um, and yeah. I, I just think that's the most likely way. And I think Sagan has shown that he's good enough to play wing 
or that he's comfortable enough. I guess good enough isn't the right word, but he's comfortable playing wing still, if not on the center spot. So Domi is definitely going to be centering some line. Uh, I just don't know. I just really don't like Marchman on the fourth line. Just just thinking about having Marchman, Foxa, and Glenn Denning, I don't know. It, it just it just doesn't sound right. So then d- it, here's the other thing is with adding Domi to the lineup, somebody has to come out. Now, in the long run, that would have been Gary Onoff, but Gary Onoff is no longer with the team. So who comes out of the lineup? It's Kitty. That sucks. 100%. Man, he's been so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, he has been really good. Um, but, I mean, that's a great thing to have is to have a player that you are confident with to take into the playoffs as a extra forward because we're going to need him at some point in the playoffs. Not everyone's going to stay healthy 100% of the time, so... Having a guy that you are very confident in, like Kivi Ranta, he is he's a starter for this team. He has played in the lineup every single game. So having a guy that we're that confident in is going to be very good for this team. Here's a good comment, and this is actually I was actually thinking about this, and with Domi's uh face off percentage being pretty rough. Uh Whitehorse saying Domi's face off percentage is forty five to fifty. Keep Segi there. I agree with you to a point here, Whitehorse. So I'm kind of thinking that situation like a Jamie Ben Wyatt Johnson situation. How often do you see mm-hmm. That's exactly how often thinking. do you see Jamie Ben take the draw? Pretty often. Much like more much often. more often. Yeah. And does I mean does baby Wyatt get in there? Yes, he definitely does. Yeah. But when it's like a defensive zone face off or it's a really big important, you know, offensive zone, we're down by a goal, we need a goal kind of face off, it's Ben who's taking the draw and not Johnston. But Johnston yeah. is the one and who positionally plays down the center of the ice. So I yeah, think it, that that could be something that could benefit both Sagan and Domi. Domi can still play positionally the center of the ice, which is what he's familiar with and what he's done all year in Chicago. And Sagan can still be there to take the draws and win the important draws. I mean, that is one thing that I think Nil has done absolutely fantastic with. Because, I mean, even when you look at the top line, Pavelski can win draws and Hens can win draws. Hens has gotten so much better. And they were relying on Pavelski to win all these face-offs before Hens was getting better, right? Because Hens sucked at the face-offs. And then now you got a Johnston-Ben pairing who are really good at winning face-offs. And I really... And then I'll, I'll get to that point in a second. But then you have Domi... And Sagan, who that could offset some of those issues with the faceoff draws. Yeah. Also, Domi shoots left and Sagan shoots right. So they so can flip they, who's taking the faceoff depending sense. on what side of the UIs mm-hmm. they're on. Yeah. And that's one thing that Dallas does more than any other team is switch off who's taking the draw based on their handedness and what side of the ice they're on, which is a huge advantage and one of the reasons why we're one of the best faceoff teams in the league. So even though we're saying Domi's the center of that line, he's not taking all the draws for sure. Totally agree with that white horse. It's a good, it's a good thing to point out too. And then this kind of segway, segways, segways, not segway. There we go. Segways Segway. into my next point that I want to talk about, and it's back to Marchman a little bit. I, I love that fourth line when you have Glenn Denning, Kiviranta, and Foxa. All three of them together, they play extremely well together. Which leads me to my point of. Scratching Marchman and him being the 13th forward. No, we wouldn't scratch Marchman. He's still dangerous. I mean, Marchman looks good. He has so many but chances. He's a I really feel like he gets one and liability. It goes in. 
And you're you're For not. Sure, but so is Max Domi. Yeah, but Max Domi is going to be playing with Sagan, who is defensively re- way responsible than he used to be. And then Delandria, who is extremely responsible defensively, we've seen this year. So I think that offsets it. And I, and you're not going to break up that, I, I guess we will call him the third line, the bin line. And the fourth line, when Glenn Denning and Kiviranta come back and they're healthy and they're fully healthy, I want to see them on the ice as that fourth line. They get so much energy going, and there have been times in games when they were the only line that was getting any kind of offensive pressure. Maybe not goals and such, but yeah. it, but it it helped with a lot with momentum in a game. So the, I would. The, the problem with that is they have no. There's no potential for them to score. They might have offensive pressure and they might stay in the offensive zone. But if you look at all of the advanced analytics for all three of those players, especially when they play together, there is no chance for them to score. Zero. Fox is one of the worst offensive centers in the entire National Hockey League. Not just the Stars, not just playoff teams, the entire National Hockey League. He is terrible. So having Marshman on there at least kind of gives you a chance to score on the fourth line, whereas right now they're or with the our ideal fourth line that you laid out, there's not a chance. I agree it gives good energy, but like you said with Domi, Domi being backed up by Sagan and Delandria, maybe Marchman's backed up by Foxa and Glenn Denning. I just, you, you can't take out an offensive weapon like Marchment, especially the way that the league is. The league is score goals. It's first. It's a first to four league. So you got to Okay, score. well, what, what would be my argument straight back to you, though? Read my mind right now. What am I going to say? I mean, he he doesn't fit on that no, line. No, even worse. But... Even worse. What has he not done? Go for it. He, he hasn't has scored, scored in 32 yeah. games. But he has at least <laughs> he at least has the potential to score, and he has a expected goals of way higher than Foxa. So, I I just the offensive upside for him is still there. He's just in a crazy slump. I've never seen a slump like this before. So. Yeah, I agree. It's awful. I 100% agree with you. And that's why we're even talking about him being on the fourth line. He shouldn't be anywhere close to this conversation. But I, I just still don't think it's time to take him off the ice. It's not like he's playing soft and he's not getting chances. He's still doing that. It's kind of like just this whole uh, month and a half that the Stars have been going through. I mean, we'll have good games and stuff just won't happen. We'll have fantastic power plays. Stuff just doesn't go in. I mean, you just got to grind through it and... I don't think it's time to give up on him yet. If we're at the playoffs and he still hasn't scored a goal and he's still in this same kind of slump, then I'm more open to to having that kind of discussion. But until then, I, I feel like we got to try and get him going rather than abandon him. I, I mean, he's going to have a short leash, though. I, For me, I, I, he's got to have a short leash because... Yeah, and as, as soon as the, the line starts suffering because of him specifically... That's also another time to start start it, looking at it. And, and this is kind of getting into the game slightly, but there was an instance today when he had two turnovers back to back, two defensive zone turnovers back to back, and I'm and I'm just thinking like, I mean, one I understand. I mean, I'm not gonna be completely on you because I mean turnovers do happen. It's it's you're not gonna be perfect every single time. But the the thing is, is it's just frustrating to to watch him. If he was defensively sound, I would not feel yeah, as bad putting him, him down in the bottom six. But the thing is, is he's not a bottom six forward, and he's not producing like a top six forward. 
So he does not have a role on this team right now to fulfill what we originally needed him to do. If he was scoring, mm-hmm. maybe we don't go out and get Max Domi. I would argue we don't go yeah, out and get yeah, Max yeah. Domi or maybe even Dodonov. Maybe we just get one of the two guys. But I think they had to go yeah. out and get somebody because he's not producing like we were hoping he would. And, and I agree with you in theory. He's not doing good enough. He's playing so bad he does deserve to be scratched. But when you're scratched, you can't play through it. And that's the only reason why I see you got to keep him in because his potential to score is good enough that I want to try and get him through it. So I agree with you on everything in principle. And if it's the same and we're two weeks away from the playoffs or we're fighting for the first overall spot, I'm with you. I th- I say we scratch him. But right now, we're not quite there yet. It, we got to get a good. I think we have a better chance of being a better team if Marchment is scoring goals. All right. Well, I've I've been noticing all of the uh, comments in the, in the comment section, so we actually have to be official. It's oh, official. official. And James even called me, <laughs> trying to get my attention. <laughs> He's like, "It's official. Go and look it up." Okay, so let's actually go look on the Stars Twitter and see what they've got here. So. Um. We have acquired Max Domi and Dylan Wells from the NHL Chicago Blackhawks for Anton Hudobin and a 2025 second round pick two years from now. What a freaking trade. Um, yeah, that's insane. And, and, and this is not like, oh, well, everybody, everybody's talking about, oh, well, Kent Hughes fleeced the Dallas Stars with trading Dodonoff for Gary Onoff. No, like this guy, like look, look at his point totals for this season. Look at his point totals for this season. He's he's almost a point. Almost per a game. point per game. Oh, I don't think he's not quite. I think it's like forty nine. Not quite ten points. Forty nine and sixty. Yeah. I think is what it is. Point eight points. Something per like game. that. Very good. Very good. Now the only argument I could see I'm playing devil's advocate here. Who did he get to play with? Kane. I almost said Evander Kane. But he also <laughs> Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. <laughs> The stars don't have somebody like that other than Rope Hans or Jason Robertson, and you're not splitting those guys up. So is he going to be effective with a just a star player in Tyler Sagan, who is very good, or is he... I mean, I don't expect him to produce at the same level he was in Chicago. That's not going to happen. He's not going to get the same amount of minutes. He's not playing with the same players. But is he at least going to get like a percentage of those points that he was getting in Chicago, like maybe 75% of the points he here versus Chicago. I don't know. Well, you also got to think in Chicago, he's one of the top two players on that team at the time. So he was getting the other team's best. He's not getting that anymore. He's getting the other team's second best now, maybe third best. So he is playing a little bit less and he's playing with a little bit worse people, but he's also playing against worse people too for the majority of the game. So I think I think we don't expect his points to slow down at all. I mean, he should be excited, just like Dodonov is, to hop onto a new team that has playoff hope, and he has a chance to go win a Stanley Cup now. I mean, to go from a team as bad as Chicago to a team that can win the Stanley Cup, that's got to get you going and got to kick you in another gear, I think. So I don't expect much to drop off. He's already he's on a 20-goal uh, season pace already. He could get to 30. I mean, if he gets to 30, we're so happy. <laughs> don't think he gets to 30, but hey, I'll take it. I don't think so. But I mean, 20. Yeah, I'll take it. To... 
I mean, with the with the jump we've seen Dodonov give in his, in his play, like hey. it's just making it's giving me good thoughts because he he's so noticeable all over the ice. Even tonight, he only gets an assist, and he's just every play he's he's doing something extremely good. He's playing so hard; it's a jolt to the team that we needed, and it just gives me a fuzzy feelings for new players coming into the team that he, that Domi can do the same kind of thing. And we're highly rooting for him too, because he's had he's had a rough going the last couple of years. He he was really good for the uh, I guess they were the Phoenix Coyotes at that point, uh, playing with Anthony Duclair there, and then he just kind of bounced around the league a couple times. He was with the Hurricanes at one point. Uh, he was somewhere before the Hurricanes. I can't even remember, but he's bounced around quite a bit. Columbus. So. Hopefully he finds a fit here in Dallas and hopefully he continues the offensive season that he's had. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I really want to see the Mavs do really well, so with the recent acquisition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, I'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings Sportsbook on his point totals because, I don't know, I'm just hoping that me betting on that is going to help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Stars also tweeted in the same thread in a related move. We have assigned Wells, the players, that, the, the other player they got, uh, Frederick Karlstrom, Frederick Olofsson, and netminder Matt Murray to the Texas Stars. So, that is why they had to wait for the trade. The trade was already finalized probably five, six, seven hours ago. But the fact is, is with the cap era and how tight the stars up are against the cap, uh, they just had to wait till the end of the game so they wouldn't get in trouble with the cap. So uh, speaking of Matt Murray, let's just go jump straight into that because back yeah, to back the game. to the game. We're jumping around <laughs> everywhere tonight. We got so Yay. Well, you see Talk how we segue everything tonight? It's got, it sort of kind of made its way. So it's kind of sort of kind of there. Uh, Matt Murray, fantastic tonight. I, I mean, he gives me a lot of hope for the future in net. And the scary thing is, is let's assume that Wedgwood is not going to resign after next year because he's got this year and next year to stay with the Stars. I mean, he could come up and be the backup goaltender to Jay Gottinger, and I. Especially, I know it's just a one-game set and everything, and it's against the worst team in the NHL right now. They're very depleted and everything. But it's not like they didn't have their chances tonight. He made some big saves. He made some huge saves, especially early in the game and late in the game. Like we just said, it was a it was a good save sandwich for him tonight. And yeah, for uh, I mean, we th- we thought that we had terrible goaltending depth after Otter, and 
this is just a very uh, very reassuring game for Matt Murray, if nothing else. I mean, he played fantastic. We still have a third goalie is what it feels like, and somebody that we shouldn't be afraid of playing. I mean, we were very afraid of playing him, obviously, because he is a goalie that was thought to have at least little talent being undrafted, I believe. So we're wrong. I mean, he, he's good enough to play in this league. We'll have to see how he does for the rest of the season, but I'm getting very excited about his prospects moving forward. And he's still young. Um, He's, what, 24? 24, 25, I think. Which, uh, which is still pretty young for a goaltender. I mean, Ottinger is a freak of nature. He's, he's different and that he was as good as he is now. But, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's really cool to see, and I'm, I'm really happy for him. First career game, first career win. So we will see how he does moving forward. And, you know, he's got his own playoff run to go to, right? He's got, he's going back to Texas, and Texas is having an excellent season down there in the AHL. I think they're number one in their division. So, I mean, we could see a thing where both the, both stars, big stars and stars juniors, go far into the playoffs in their respective leagues. So, I mean, I, again, we're... I'm just trying to be more positive because we've been so negative about this team over the over the last couple of weeks. He's been so, been negative. so negative. Okay, fair. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, uh, let's talk about a couple of other players and then we'll uh, kind of wrap some things up because it, it's already getting late and trade deadline is tomorrow. I'm not expecting a whole lot because there have been 45 trades. 45 trades. The most fun Crazy. trade deadline ever. I just keep refreshing Twitter and something I know, else exactly. It's the, it's the oh, best. We do have to mention one, another trade again, because y- you probably know exactly which one I'm talking about, right? I, I, I can't keep it all <laughs> together. <laughs> okay. Well, who are some players that really impressed you tonight? Uh, on yep. our team? Or on, on their team? team. Uh, on your team. Oh, on I, our team. Uh, Rope Hens was pretty good, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Ben, fantastic again. That whole line is just so consistent. It feels like you can cash him in for a goal every single game. How did you think Joel Hanley did playing on the other side of Mira Haskinen? That is something that I wanted to mention tonight. He played a lot better than he did a week ago. Is it because uh, kinda... he played with Miro, or did he himself actually have a decent game? Absolutely, a little bit has to do with playing with Miro, to. but he didn't play with Miro the whole time. And it, just, either way, he had to have a comeback game, and he did it tonight. He he played a lot better. He was absolutely playable. I was very mean, and I said he was unplayable. He was absolutely playable tonight. He was totally fine out there, and we can trust him. So, very good game by Joel Hanley. We're gonna we're gonna need him at some point for the rest of the season, either in the playoffs or before. We're gonna need him. So. It's good to know that he is he's okay. Because <laughs> after those last two games, those are probably two of the worst games we've seen him play over the past two years, and he was he 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 was good enough. Did you agree with the scratching of Colin Miller? Because I I personally I yeah. I definitely did. Someone needed to be scratched. I mean, there's multiple people we could have scratched, and there was even more Blue Lanterns tonight that still sucked. <clears throat> and Cedar. also, I kind of have that. <laughs> I also kind of have Lundqvist too. He was terrible. I kind of have the philosophy of it's always good to play your healthy scratches on the back-to-back night, if if nothing else, just to give a little bit more legs to the team. So I I, I did like the decision. I'll I'll disagree with you a little bit on on Lundqvist. I thought he was okay. He was all right. 
because he had a really there was one defensive play that I did write down in my notes. And I was like, that I got to point that out because it, it would have been really bad if he had not made that defensive play. Yeah, there was several pretty bad uh, zone exits in the first period that I noticed, especially. Yeah, him, but that I was frustrated with. But that's kind of a lot of our blue. The only right one that now. doesn't have I a mean, problem it, is Miro Haskin and, and Esalen. Well, Esalendel yeah. too, like 90 percent. Lindell had problems. 90 percent of the time yeah. he's OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I want to talk about the the first Chicago goal, because, I mean, Brian Suter. I mean, come, come on, man. <laughs> that's a soft like, play. He's, I mean, that's an old man hockey player. You got – I mean, I understand. I understand that he's not the same guy that he used to be, but he's got to be better than that. He's got to be well, better than that. he was just that. weak. He, no, he did everything right. He's in the exact right position to stop that puck from going in, and he just doesn't put a stick on him. He just stands there. That's what's frustrating. He's he did everything correctly. His brain is correct. So now just put your stick on his stick and he doesn't score. Or at least slow him down to give Murray a chance to come back and stop it. Instead, we get scored on by someone that doesn't have a photo on NHL.com. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, the guy who didn't have a photo on NHL.com, Gutman had a good game. I noticed him a lot tonight. His good I know. for him. But <laughs> I, I just feel bad for Chicago in, in a slight bit. I know you don't, but I have to say something positive about them. Gut, Gutman looks good tonight. Um, What else do we need to talk about? Oh, the power play. Talk about the power play. I, I, again, I know this is a depleted Chicago team, but they looked good tonight. They did. Even the third one. It was surprising that we didn't score on the third one. Uh, And the first unit did it both the times that we scored too, which was very refreshing. And we got another one-timer goal that we hadn't been getting a lot this season. That's probably our third one. And the other one, or one of the other two, I guess, was from Sagan last game. So I like that that's starting to get going for us. And it only took trading Dennis Garyanoff away for it to happen. <laughs> mm, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Evgeny Dodonov, daddy? He d- daddy did excellent tonight again yep. he's just very noticeable and what it's great that he's doing it now don't get me wrong i mean a three game point streak coming from an old team to a new team that's fantastic but the thing that's going to be more interesting to see is how he does when the quote-unquote honeymoon phase is over right because he's definitely in the honeymoon yeah. phase right <laughs> now he he gets to go to the playoffs he's doing really well he's got jamie ben he's playing with who's having a renaissance and a resurgence of a season. He gets to play with the youngest player in the NHL who is also doing fantastic and Wyatt Johnston. Why wouldn't you be happy? But when adversity yeah. comes his way, because he, eventually he's not going to have this point streak. How is he going to respond at that point? And that's going to be the most interesting, exciting thing for me watching daddy going. Yeah, for sure. We want to see that consistency and I think he can get it. I mean, I, like I said earlier, that third line is our most consistent line. I'm only calling it the third line because that's the minutes that they get. But it's, yeah, they're, they're very here's good. how I view our lines. We have like a top line, we have a 2A, a 2B, and then a fourth line. That's what we got. Yeah. The, the second line is still technically the second line just because that's the minutes that they get. I mean, they get the second most minutes. But if, if you're looking at just production wise, of course, the bend line is, is the second line. But 
That's not how we well, roll. And some would argue, well, you should play the bin line more often. No, don't do that. Don't like, mess with it. Because Ben has been <laughs> super effective with less minutes this season, and he's he's produced better. He has way more goals than he had last season, way more points. He's looked amazing, despite the Stars yeah, going in a slump. The past four seasons, he didn't get to 20 goals, and he's on pace for 30 right now. <laughs> that I mean, that is definitely a resurgence if I've ever seen one, if I've ever seen one. So I, I'm really excited to see how the Stars do with all of this, but let me look at the stats real quick just to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. People in the chat, make sure that if we haven't talked about something that we need to talk about, let us know while we try to. Miro Haskinen, two assists on the night, both on the power play, sets up the Rope Hints one-timer from the sideboard. He plays 25 minutes, 25 and a half, actually. And like me and Ryan mentioned, he was the only one that could consistently get out of our zone. The dude's an animal. When the playoffs happen... I would not be surprised if his time on ice jumps up to 30 a game. It really could. And it almost needs to for, for us to be successful in the playoffs. The dude is an animal. It, he, he just keeps getting better. His points aren't going up, but you can tell this guy gets better every single month he plays. He progresses. He just he doesn't mess up. Joe Pavelski, I guess we need to mention a little bit too. He's on a 17-game goal drought, which is the longest of his career. What does he need to do to get on the board? Well, he keeps putting up points. That's why that's why I'm not worried about him. I mean, tonight, the rope on the first rope hand school in the power play, he takes that shot. The puck comes back to him. It, in my opinion, Marchment just shoots it right back again, trying to get the goal. But Pavelski, I don't even know if he knows that he's on a 17-game goal slump. He just passes off to rope and we score easily. I mean, he's not panicking, so I'm not panicking. <laughs> is pretty much what it comes down to. Marchment looks like he's panicking, so I'm panicking. But Pavelski has me called. The only thing that's going good for what the only thing that's going good for Pavelski, I agree. I, I'm not too worried about him scoring. If he gets to 20, that's probably where you would want him, considering where he plays and how much money he makes. But dude, the the guy is 38. I mean, just the fact that he's still playing hockey at at extreme level like he is and playing with those two guys fantastic he's able to do it and you got to look at his he's doing good enough but he does need to get off the off the ski yes he does and the other thing you need to look at is just his his stats for the season he's got 14 goals which is a little lower than you probably where you want him but he's got 39 assists i mean those 39 assists are going somewhere (laughs) and they're going to robo and to hit so, robo and robo. so yeah so he's got 53 points in 62 games it's not a point per game but who cares he's he's still doing really well and, and what really matters is is what happens in the playoffs too i mean at this point for pavelski i'm like okay he's he's having a rough time in the regular season as long as he shows up in the playoffs don't care <laughs> all right so one more thing we gotta talk about and then we really gotta wrap it up now the real test comes here it comes Saturday, we have a game Big game against the surging, without their captain, Colorado Avalanche. This is going to be a giant, enormous, huge test for the Dallas Stars. This is going to see where they're at. I'm fully expecting to lose this game. I'll go, I'm going to go into this game <laughs> thinking we're going to lose because... Be- go ahead. 
because the stars are terrible whenever we talk about how big the game right, is. Exactly. <laughs> Every time we try and hype up a regular season game, the stars just blow it and they just don't even now, show up. The... And it's nationally televised and we're bad at well, those two. Is it on TNT? It's on ABC. Oh, that's even actually. worse. So oh, gosh. ESPN, but we're putting it on the, the, the biggest ESPN network. Oh, boy. We got. Okay. <laughs> well, so going into this, I'm happy with the result, but I'm still not happy with the way they play it overall especially defensively. Yes, I'll agree with that for sure. You can't play the way you played tonight the way you're going to do it on Saturday. You have to be way... Especially the and I know period. we only gave up two goals, but you have to be way more defensively structured against the Colorado Avalanche because they're go they are an extremely fast team. Yes, we've got some fast guys too, but two of our fast guys, Glenn Denning and Kiviranta, are not in the lineup right now. I mean, we've got hints right now. That's about it. And I guess to to a certain extent, Sagan is starting to show his speed again. It looks like that hip is really starting to look good for him. But the Stars are going to have to lean back on their defensive game, and they're going to have to counterattack. Because I feel like that's going to be the only way they win this game. Specifically, their blue liners have to step up. Tonight was another terrible game by the blue liners. And... What we're really seeing from our defensemen is that they're just super inconsistent. I mean, they can have a really good game, and then they can lay an egg like tonight. So we need to find a way to get some consistency from them, and really it's it's breaking out of the forecheck. Getting out of our own zone. Making good passes and smart plays. Not even, yeah. and it, it's, so. it's not just in our own zone, but it's also in the neutral zone. And that, that two-thirds of the yeah. ice, that's where we have the most problems with. So... And that's where most of our defensemen suck. Other right. Than and I, I know what I don't understand is all of the, and I'll go into this. Do you think Hawkenpah has been just as bad as Suter has been this year? Because I've seen a lot of Stars fans that have said, oh, Hawkenpah is really sucking it up and he's not doing well and blah, 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 blah. I thought he's been, I think he's been fine. Yeah, I thought, I think the he's whole been season better. And the other thing that he brings is that Suter doesn't bring his size, Enormous. which is just objectively better. I mean, he can lay some big hits, but he does have some terrible games too. I mean, there's games where Hockenpah is our worst defenseman for sure. Um, I also think Hockenpah is a little bit more consistent on the penalty kill as well. I mean, him and Lindell together are probably the best duo of defensemen on the penalty kill. So, it Yeah. I don't agree with everyone saying that Hawkenpaw is just as bad as Suter has been. I also don't agree with all the hate that Suter gets, although tonight it's probably well-deserved. Especially that first goal. So, yeah. Yeah, especially the first And goal. quick shout-out to the penalty kill, because a lot of people have been stepping up without Kiviranta and Glenn Denning in the lineup, and both of those guys have been, like, staples uh, for a reason why the Stars' penalty kill has been as good as it's been this year. So despite some of the players out of the lineup that they've had for the penalty kill. I mean, we've seen hints, we've seen Sagan, we've seen Ben, we've seen everybody. I mean, Pavelski, we've seen Pavelski out there. So it, everybody's kind of, I, I mean, and you're not going to trust no offense to the Fredericks, but Frederick squared, you're not going to trust <laughs> them with a uh, penalty kill time. You're just not because they're, no. they're not NHL regulars. They're just fill-ins. So shout out to the penalty. Kill. Yeah. Fox and the Freddies did better they tonight did. too. I thought they got I thought they did too okay. because they kind of had to. Good job, Fox and the yep. Freddies. Fox and the Freddies. I like that. That's a good. That, that's a good line uh, name. Unfortunately, they're probably not. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, it's, it's done. But <laughs> no. 
Okay. Anything else? I, I think that's it. I think yeah. that's it. Very good day to be yep. a Stars fan. It's gonna be. We got the two wins like we needed. Didn't really like the way they played in either one of the games. A hundred percent. I like eighty percent of it. They got to figure it out before Saturday. The 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 team that was dominant in the early part of the year has got to come back, and they've got to play better against Colorado, or they're going to get fish fried. And, and a back to back win, and I'd say three games that we played pretty good in. That's a good way to start it. I know you're a little bit more down on the game, but. I think overall, the past three games, we've shot a lot. We've scored a lot more. It feels like we're out of that offensive funk, at least. I agree on the defensive side. We're still a little bit shaky, but I feel like we're getting back into it. This is a great springboard. Get it going. Charge to the end of the of the playoffs. Take away that conference title, and let's put a, let's put a Central Division banner in the rafters. Just trying Please. to get that seesaw going. Balance it out, man. Balance out. I mean, that's what we've been trying to do for years. <laughs> we just can't do it. So, yep. anyways, we'll see if the Stars make any moves tomorrow. Um, I might do some sort of, like, I don't know, maybe some sort of wrap-up of the trade deadline after the trade deadline is actually over. Just go through some of the moves and everything. Uh, it's it's already late, so we'll talk about Jonathan Quick another time. He's in Vegas, everybody. He's in yeah. Vegas. Oh my this is, please, can we get a Vegas uh, Los Angeles series? Please, for the, the love of God, is so entertaining. <laughs> please. So, I uh, this, this is gonna be. I mean, Toronto, Tampa. That's gonna be a bloodbath. I mean, the Rangers. Whoever the Rangers play. Oh my whoever goodness! The Rangers play, it's gonna be crazy. Be I mean, it's going to be so much fun. I'm so ready for the playoffs. And then the Stars are in it. Hockey is good right now. Hockey is good. Feels so much better than I did against that game last week against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. you're gone. All right, guys. Well, please go and check out StarCastRecordMarks.com. That's our official website. Uh, we will be announcing something very soon, a little special little thing that's going to be coming out, special event. Uh, so be looking for that probably either tomorrow or maybe even on Monday. It's going to be all over social media about what we will be doing for that. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, Please consider subscribing here on YouTube or on Twitch or wherever you're listening. Please leave us a five-star review, and we'd really appreciate it as that helps us grow. Thanks again to DraftKings, Raycon, for being our sponsors, along with Chris. My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Christian, why don't you go ahead and take us out from here? GG's, boys. Woo!